well, hey, this is Eric. I'm one of the ministers at Regency. I just wanted to thank you for checking out this message. We're praying that God uses this message to draw your heart closer to Him. If you're ever in the Mobile area, we want to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. If you'd like to find out more information about Regency or to check out some other resources, visit our website at regencycc.org. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So this looks a little different than typically on Sunday morning. There are three of us up here. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the ministers here. I work with the youth ministry. And joining me on the stage this morning is Dorian Curry and Barton Irwin. They are two of our three summer interns that have been working with the youth group all summer long. Also working with us this summer is Leah Pommen. And the three of these students have done a fantastic job this summer. One of the things that I love and appreciate about Regency is that our church here, our eldership, has allowed us the opportunity to have multiple college students work as interns for 10 weeks during the summers. And I believe this is an essential, important part of our youth program. Our interns do a lot of things throughout the summer. Their main job is relationships. It's taking kids out for visits. It's building up those relationships. It's encouraging them. And the three interns we had this summer have done an awesome job with that. They do other things. They help plan events. They chaperone. They teach class and lead discussion. But their main focus is on building up those relationships. And I will say the three we've had this summer, Leah and Dorian and Barton, I have known for a very long time. Since we've been at Regency, it's been eight years that I've known them. And they were leaders when they were in the youth group and so active and so involved. And so it has been really special and neat to have the three of them working with the youth program this summer. And I'm really proud of them. Typically, what we do is we have our guy intern will preach a lesson. And we've got two. And so what I thought we'd do this morning is the three of us are going to tag team this together. But before we get into that, uh, I want us to answer a couple questions. I've got a couple questions that I've asked of the three of them. And so the first question is this. What has been your favorite moment of the summer? Um, Always a favorite moment for me. Well, in Atlanta, the trip that we take, one of the trips that we take this year, uh, after we get done helping out at camp, I can't remember the name for some Corners Outreach. Corners Outreach. Uh, The guys go back to their house and we go downstairs. We stay at a pretty big house and they have a big downstairs where all the guys stay and we just sit there and bond play video games play pool socialize it's like a great connecting for everybody like even the youngers were talking to older people it didn't matter we all just bonded really well yeah i will say i think one of the best ways to become and feel a part of the group is to go on an overnight trip like that and so that is a special part is the bonding that takes place on those events. Leah gave me an answer ahead of time for this question, and her her favorite moment is that from the summer, and it's the Atlanta mission trip. This trip has always been one of my favorite trips from when I was in the youth group, and I loved getting to be a part of it again this summer. This trip always brings the youth group together in a special way that words can't describe. Hanging out with the kids from Corners Outreach and the fun activities throughout the trip always bring everyone together and creates fun, long-lasting memories. Thanks, Leah. Barton, favorite moment from this summer? 
Uh, mine's going to also be from Atlanta. Uh, every night we would go to the Snellville Church of Christ to hang out after we did all of our work for the day. And at some point we'd all circle around and we'd all share our thoughts on where we saw God that day. And that was always a good time to spend with each other and grow closer as a youth group. Yeah, I would say that is something that I always love. When we go on trips or, or special times throughout the summer, we'll have sometimes this time of reflection where we circle up and we answer the question of where you've seen God today, where you've seen God working. And so that just coincidentally leads great into my next question, which is where is a place that you've seen God working this summer for you? Barton, you want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, definitely not being together last summer made a huge impact on our group as a whole, but the way we all came together this summer and really bonded closer together was really special to me, even after being apart for so long. I agree. I, you know, last summer was kind of the end of your, or the, kind of the summer right before going into senior year, and so it's great that you got to have that this summer. That's something that I missed as well as those trips and activities that we missed out on last mm-hmm. summer. Leah answered this one as well, where she saw God working this summer. Leah said, I saw God working this summer through everyone in the youth group. I know this may be a basic answer, but I cannot describe how much it is true. I've seen God work through the new friendships that have been made and the old friendships that have been strengthened throughout the summer. It's always so positive and uplifting to be around this group, and God's love is definitely in the center. This group is constantly laughing and making memories that last for years. They always know how to show God's love to each other and make everyone feel welcome and a part of the youth group. And I appreciate that, Lee. I think that's one thing that the the interns have really helped with is kind of this bringing the group closer together. Dorian, where are you seeing God working this summer? So mine is at Atlanta, too. Well, so we go and play whirly ball, and it's not the fact that we're playing whirly ball that where I saw Hold God. on, pause real quick. So we need to explain what whirly ball is. Whirly ball is an activity that our youth group does every summer in Atlanta. How would you describe so whirly ball? put bumper cars and lacrosse kind of okay. together, yeah. and you kind of have a basics of whirly ball. It's, it's very fun. Google it. It's, it's, Google it's, it's yeah. my favorite activity. I love it. It's I wish actually, we had it. It's really fun. But it's not the fact that we played whirly ball. It's the fact that uh, since this year I wasn't in the youth group, I was outside watching around, watching everybody, and it's the fact that when the other two teams were playing and the other people that weren't playing, they were all sitting outside of the arena and cheering everybody on, laughing, like bonding really well. And that just, I don't know, that's where I really saw God. It's just how even though some of those people didn't know the people playing in there, they were still cheering for them. It was one of the cool things about being on the leadership side of it and chaperoning and leading the event, you get to kind of have these satisfying moments where you see kind of everybody coming together and cheering each other on. And this idea that you brought up of cheering each other on, this sermon series we've been in on running the race of faith, um, it's this idea of, of running this race. Well, it's important to have people cheering you on. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to continue this thought of this idea of, of working together as a team, of cheering one another on as we run this race. And so what we're going to do is this. We're each going to take a part of the sermon. Uh, Dorian's going to speak first to us and then Barton, and then I'll come up at the end and wrap it up. And so, Dorian, you want to start us off? Yeah, I got you. Okay, so the first trip we went on this summer was camp, GCBC, y'all might know of, and I was very excited to go because I haven't gone in two years. I enjoyed that place. It's fun. I make great memories, great friends there, and I was wondering what cabin I'll be in because I would be a counselor this year, and 
Andrew walks up to me and he goes, Dorian. I was like, yeah. He was like, you're going to be in the sixth grade cap. And like, there's, I don't have anything against sixth graders. But like, if you remember me as a sixth grader, I hope those, I hope those pictures give you a great idea of how I was in sixth grade. I wasn't the greatest, but I really enjoyed being in the sixth grade cabin. I'm actually glad that they put me in the sixth grade cabin because I learned a lot while I was in there. I thought, like, as me, as a sixth grader, I didn't listen to anyone. I don't care if you were my friends. Like, I just didn't listen, really. Like, I thought I could do everything on my own. And I, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting the sixth graders not to listen, not to be able to do anything on their, with their friends. But little did I come to find out was their teamwork is really well. They were able to help each other. Example, as the ropes courses, we realized one of the kids wasn't as strong as the others. So one of the bigger kids picked him up and helped him get through the ropes course. Like, I saw how well they bonded and really worked together. And there was this one kid, I'm not going to say his name, but he was, really, he was really shy. He was really quiet at first. And then some of his friends started talking to him, and he started to branch out. I've never seen this kid talk as much as he did then, after his friends helped him bond with everybody. And I'm going to read Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider how you may superb one another untoward love and good deeds, not giving up, meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approach. And I'm going to leave you with teamwork works. It might be a simple two words, teamwork works, but I know those simple words I have figured out means a lot this summer. I figured out teamwork works in every way. It doesn't matter how old you are. We all need someone there to help us get through life. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Well, the next trip that our youth group went on this summer was our Atlanta mission trip. We helped out with an organization called Corners Outreach, which provides a summer school service to underprivileged communities in multiple locations in Atlanta. Along with working at camp, we also did many fun activities around Atlanta, such as Topgolf, Six Flags, and Whirly Ball. This is a picture of our group here. Pretty good group. Here's a set Whirly Ball. Also fun. I was going to explain it in mine, but I think, think y'all did a pretty good job there. Thankfully, everything at the campsites went pretty smoothly, but we also had to deal with many challenges throughout the trip. One of the main challenges being having to deal with Atlanta traffic every day. If you've ever driven in Atlanta before, imagine that scene from the second Harry Potter movie when he pulls the screaming plant out of the pot. Now imagine walking through a pile of mud with bricks strapped to your feet while holding that plant in your hand. That's just about what driving through Atlanta is like. But through long conversations, and some bumping playlists, we were able to make it to those long drives. Another challenge that we had to face was in the form of an energy drink. 
Ray's energy drinks to be exact. Thanks to my fellow intern Dorian, many of the members in our youth group were introduced to this drink for the first time on this trip. And because of this, going to sleep on time became an incredibly difficult challenge. But we fought through it together and were finally able to get some rest. Another challenge we faced came in the form of jars of peanut butter. Now there always seems to be trouble when it comes to peanut butter in our trips in the youth group, and this trip was no exception. Each morning we had to make our own sandwiches for lunch later that day. Before we left Mobile, we packed two jars of smooth peanut butter and two jars of crunchy peanut butter, and we sent both of which to the girls' house and the boys' house where we stayed at night. But due to some miscommunication, both jars of crunchy peanut butter were sent with the girls' house. Now, I love crunchy peanut butter, but the girls did not, as evident by this picture. Now, I don't know if you've ever opened a jar of peanut butter before, but this is just a travesty. This is, this is disgusting. But I will say, after some mild complaining from the girls, they overcame this obstacle as well. Now, the next challenge that we faced came after we arrived at home safely, and that was cleaning the vans. Now, being stuck in Atlanta traffic for as long as we were, and stopping at, oh, let me just, side note here, every day we stopped at a, a wonderful gas station chain that cannot be found in Alabama called Quick Trip, thanks to our good friend Joshua Fields, and it has everything a Circle K might have, but so much more. It really is incredible. It's kind of the, the reason we found it at Ray's Energy Drinks as well, sadly. But we stopped at this gas station many times, and because we were stuck in these long drives, a lot of trash accumulated in these vans. Now, whenever me, Dory, and Leah were tasked with cleaning out these vans, we had to go to Ridge's Car Wash, shout out, and we had to clean these vans by ourselves. Now, I have a before and after picture that's pretty good representation of what it was like. This is before. <laughs> and uh, after me and Dory and Aaliyah spent ten and a half hours on each van, this is what they looked like after. Pretty great stuff. But I will say, our teamwork was pretty impeccable, and we were able to clean the vans fantastically. Just in time to get dirtied up the next week. But that's okay. That's okay. Now, even though we faced many challenges, we came together as a group on this trip, and it was a 10 out of 10 fantastic certified good time. In the same way we faced challenges on our trip, there's a story in the Bible where a group of friends worked together to help their friends through a difficult challenge. Luke 5, verses 17 through 18, says this. One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to, save him, tried to take him to the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew why they, what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, 
Get up and take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home, praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave their praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. Now this verse, if this man's friends had not had the courage to work together and to see Jesus, their friend would not have been healed. Also, in our lives, if we only focus on what we can do by ourselves and not focus, if we only focus on what we can do better than everyone else ourselves and not what we can do better if we work together, we will not accomplish anything. As a church, we are better when we work together. If we work together, our church will be better, our relationships will be better, and the things we accomplish will be so much greater. And with that, I will finish with the verse that we started with. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Thanks, Barton. Thanks, Dorian. It takes a lot of courage to, to get up and to speak to everyone, so I appreciate their willingness to do that. As I just want to repeat again, the three interns have done an awesome job. Some summers we've brought in people, college students, um, from other places, and that works out great when we do that. And sometimes we've had former youth group members who have worked with the youth program. And so this summer we had three who have been veterans. They have been a part of this program for a long time, and they have such positive attitudes. They're willing to work hard, and they do a great job of just building up these relationships with the young people. And so I appreciate the three of them. Speaking of relationships, in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3, I just want to spend just a minute there. Paul here, he helped establish the church at Thessalonica. And that church was a really important church. It was a harbor city, and the fact that that church was established was very important as the church was beginning and growing. And we know in Acts chapter 17 that Paul actually preached at this church three times. And he was so effective. He did such a good job that it stirred up a lot of trouble and his life was in danger. And so they actually had to smuggle him out of the city, sneak him out of the city. And so later he is writing this letter to the church of Thessalonica and he cares passionately about that church there. There's a uh, a verse in chapter 2 that has become one of my favorite verses, but I want to look at a couple verses in chapter 3. And so here in this passage, Paul could be wondering to himself, you know, all that time that he'd spent with the church there, would it matter? Would it make a difference? All of those relationships that he had built, all the time that he'd spent spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, was it actually making a difference? And he realizes that it does. And he says this in chapter 3, verse 7 through 9. He says, So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, which Paul's experiencing a lot of troubles and suffering. But in the midst of that, he's been encouraged. And he says this. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith, it gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. And then in verse 9 he says, How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. You see, Paul, as he was probably doing a lot of reflecting on time spent with different people, as he was thinking about those that were encouraging him, he thought of this church there. He thought of these people. And his message to them was, we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy. 
And when I think about the interns, I, I'm thankful for them. I think because of them, our youth group is closer together. Because of them, we have uh, an introduction to the Raise Energy drinks. Because of them, our vans are shiny and new and clean. But also because of them, I believe we had a very um, successful, meaningful summer together. For you this morning, I want you to think about who you think about when it comes to this. Who encourages you? As followers of Jesus, we need people who encourage us to run this race. We need people who are going to run alongside us and lift us up. And that even when we go through struggles and and adversity and times of suffering, that we can look to them and they can encourage us to keep going and to keep running. You see, our spiritual race is not one that we have to run alone. To me, that's one of the meaningful things, the important parts of a youth group. Like, you have this group of people that you get to go through middle school and high school together as you learn about what it means to run the race. And my hope is that after these students leave the youth group, that they'll continue to find people that will run the race alongside of them. My hope is that if you're here this morning, you have people that you can look to and you can be encouraged by. Maybe you are that person. Maybe you are encouraging someone to keep running the race, that they look to you, and it's because of you that they have great joy as they enter God's presence. Find somebody that can encourage you as you run the race of faith together. There's this story from a couple years ago about this woman. Her name was Desiree Linden, and she won the 2018 Boston Marathon. And the conditions for that marathon were terrible. It was cold and rainy, just awful conditions. And early on in the race, she decided, you know what, I'm going to drop out. I'm just not feeling it. My legs aren't there. And so she was going to bail on the race. But she was running with another woman. And this woman needed to stop to use the restroom. And so she, as a good friend, decides to stop with her. And then they start running again. And as they're running, she kind of realizes, you know what, I I think I can actually finish this race. And she goes on to win the race. She was the first American woman to win the race in over 30 years. And after the race, she, as she was reflecting on the victory, she talked about this moment. And she talked about how, hey, you know, helping her actually helped me. It helped me get my legs back. And as I was reading that story and hearing about it, I was thinking about the fact that, you know what, when we're running alongside someone else, it allows us to realize that we are actually able to finish. The same is true with our spiritual journey. When we have other people running next to us, it makes us realize that we can finish this race. Even through difficulties, even through horrible conditions, we can finish and win the race of faith. This morning, maybe you're here, And maybe you realize that you've been kind of struggling in this race on your spiritual journey. Maybe you need some people to come alongside you and to help you finish. Maybe you need some encouragement. You realize, I mean, I've been doing a lot of this alone and I need some other people to help me out. And so we want to give you an opportunity to come forward and express that. And hopefully we'll have people here at the church that will surround you and encourage you and pray for you. Or maybe this morning you're here and you want to give your life to Christ. It was cool this past Wednesday. We had Walker, who's been hanging out with us all summer. Walker was baptized into Christ, and that was a really exciting moment. Maybe that's a decision that you need to make this morning, to give your life to Christ and to be baptized so that you can begin this race of faith and that you can have eternal life. Whatever need you have this morning, whatever way we can encourage you, won't you come now as together we stand and sing this invitation song.